0: Grow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. As an online entrepreneur, it can feel hard as hell to get any sort of consistency when it comes to booking in new clients. And added to this frustration is... Often the fact that you already feel like you are living online 24-7 and doing all the things you've been told that you should do, and still you are struggling with any sort of predictability with your profits. And as an ethical entrepreneur, I know that you do not want to resort to any of those sleazy, gross, invasive, hey girl DMs you know, the ones I'm talking about the, Hey girl, let me tell you about my opportunity or Hey girl, let me tell you how I can help you fill your sales pipeline. It'll only cost you XYZ dollars. It's icky. It's gross. And the good news is it's completely unnecessary. I have a free training. It's shorter than your favorite Netflix show. And in under 20 minutes, you are going to learn the exact process I use for myself and with my clients to get more rad clients on repeat without having to resort to any unethical tactics, high pressure strategies, or hey girl DMs. Simply go to bit.ly forward slash goodbye hey girl, that's bit.ly forward slash goodbye. Hey girl, all lowercase, all one word, and you will get instant access to this free training that is going to teach you how you can show up as your super amazing, authentic self and form real feel good connections with people on the internet in order to grow your business with ease and without sleaze. Okay. Go to bit.ly forward slash Goodbye. Hey girl, get it now. So you don't forget and then enjoy the episode. On today's episode of sell it sister, we are doing a deeper dive into pricing. I already have a episode from way back on pricing, and I have a slightly more recent one on high versus low ticket offers, but pricing is a very emotional thing. And Unfortunately, there is no clear-cut exact answer that I can give someone when they say, you know, what should this price be for this offer, right? Pricing is tricky. It's nuanced. It's confusing. It's nauseating, horrible, exciting, stressful, liberating, empowering, and annoying. (laughs) But we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. I promise. First up, I will say that I do not subscribe to the belief that everyone should just double their rates, which is something that is said so often in the online business space. And I say this for two reasons. One, if you aren't aligned with that price, that doubled rate, and cannot confidently quote it, you will self-sabotage when you're marketing that offer. And it also might not make sense for the type of client that the offer is for. But because this comes up so often, and I find that it is really a point of stress for people, um, you know, myself included, if I'm being honest, uh, it, I want to make this easier because I find that we make it a lot harder than we have to, and that generally is coming from a place of wanting to provide a value that matches what we are asking and wanting to be ethical and accessible and essentially just not screw other people over, not screw people out of their money, right? We don't want people to be disappointed that they invested in us. So there's a lot of mental gymnastics that goes on because of this around pricing, so here are just a few things that I want to say about it, but of course, if you have anything that you want to share with me or you have further questions, I would love it if you reached out to me over on Instagram at Erica Tebbins Consulting. All right, first up, So underpricing. This is a huge, huge thing. Often we underprice because we assume it will be easier to sell something, right? Regular. In regular shopping terms, we often are sold the low cost of something, right? Oh, like this is such a, the the cost of this is so low, it's so great. How could you not buy it? But this isn't always the case with the world of online business. Often a higher priced offer can be easier to sell, even if this seems counterintuitive. If you are a B2C Business, this might not always be the case though. For instance, I have a client who sells courses to moms. So the content of what she teaches and her target market makes it so that a lower price point makes the most sense. Because for her target audience, if she suddenly raised the cost of her course to be a thousand dollars or more, it just wouldn't be effective. She, it would be so much harder for her to. Relay that value to people and sort of convince them of why they would need to spend that kind of money. And it's just so uncommon for what she's doing that it would be really, really, really hard. So for her, it's actually easier to sell something that is lower cost. And then her marketing strategy just works on volume. But for B2B businesses where the ROI, the return on investment, is often more tangible. Pricing too low can actually turn clients off because they assume the quality and the value aren't there, which leads me to my next point. Pricing tells a story, and it's often a really subconscious story. So recently, this came up in a uh, business group that I'm in where somebody was saying, I want to do this web design done in a day intensive for $1,000. And before I could even dive in to say, or she was sorry, she was saying a thousand, she had it for a thousand dollars, but then you know, with the advice to double it, she was wondering, would people actually pay two thousand dollars? And before I could even jump in to comment, I saw what other people were saying back to her, and it made me glad to see it because one person said, I would be suspicious of anything less than 3000. Cause I know how much work it is to do a quality website and to be able to have that quick turnaround time is also really valuable. If you're not having to wait four to six weeks for that process to be done, that is super, super valuable. So basically I just commented with ditto. Yes. Like don't sell it for less than 3k. Um, but you know, if obviously if somebody's a brand new beginner in business they might think like even one $1000 might be a stretch right but if she's selling to slightly more established businesses that $1000 price tag would be a total turnoff and again because it would appear which i am assuming this is not the case this woman i'm sure she's brilliant at what she does but it it implies that the quality Is not there for what you are getting. So it's really important to think of who your target audience is for each offer. And if you are up leveling an offer and not sure how to market it, then listen to my uh, recent uh, recent episode on shifting your messaging, because that will help with that. But this actually, uh, this is something that happens a lot. It's happened to a lot of friends and other people I just know in the business space is where they have priced something too low that's like a b2b offer not always b2b but often b2b offer and it has actually caused more stress because the like people who are paying that really low price might not be at a place where they understand you know everything that is kind of going into that and the intrinsic value of it and and all of these other things that are, are, get a little bit murky. But the most recent example of this was a very good friend of mine has this membership. It's about a hundred dollars a month. And she also has an intensive that is almost four or $5,000 a month now. Now, usually her intensive people, they're like, heck yeah, you know, book me in, send the invoice. I'm super excited they are blown away by her work because they are a different target audience than the people to that lower cost membership. And so they know the value of paying that premium price to work with an expert and get this really highly valuable deliverable. But she had someone who reached out and basically was like, I need you to explain to me like at what all I'm getting for this $97 a month, month. Basically, I need you to prove to me why I should keep paying this. Now, my friend is really, really brilliant at what she does. And she was kind of like, you know what? I Like, I don't need to do this. I, I'm established, I'm respected. I know my value. I know my, you know, I know what I'm all about. I know what I'm delivering. And I know that the people who are going through it and really utilizing it and valuing it are getting great results. So she actually responded with the sales page, again, that the woman had signed up through, but saying, you can see it all for yourself on there, but I feel like this is not a good fit. And so I've canceled your membership. And honestly, she's in the process of shifting away from that lower cost model right now, because similar things to this have happened again and again. And this is something I have seen from so many people I know who have really low cost memberships or really low cost offers and things where, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't have it or you shouldn't have it. Just consider your audience of who it's for, because even though it seems counterintuitive, it can often be really, really, really exhausting to try to sell and deliver and prove the value of something that is $50 a month, rather than something that is a $5,000 VIP day. You're probably not speaking to the same person. Uh, In fact, it's extremely likely you are not speaking to the same person, or there is a much different expectation of what that offer will deliver. Uh, But these are really important things to, consider again this is just this is really really nuanced and i might catch a lot of heat for saying all that i'm just time and again i have seen this to be true and i have seen friends move away from lower cost things depending on who they're selling to because the uh the like the selling and the marketing and the client retention and and all of that and the client um like the customer experience, all all of those things just end up being really, really, really exhausting and unsustainable. So the flip side of this is overpricing though. So part of what I love about that first client of mine who I mentioned who sells to moms is that she really understands her audience. And even though she's selling lower cost things, she knows she's delivering tons of value for their investment. And actually she could, she is somebody who could make a boatload of money with a lower cost membership, but she and I have had conversations about this again and again that she doesn't want to. She loves creating courses. She loves that her audience can just pay once and that anything else that she adds to it is just a bonus for the people who Have already been in there. It feels really good. It feels really sustainable. She isn't trying to constantly market and sell and create content for a membership, a low cost membership at the same time. She doesn't have to worry about attrition or churn or anything like that. It just works for her and for her audience. But sadly, there are some people who keep raising their rates without considering their marketing message. You can absolutely raise your rates as high as you'd like them, but that doesn't mean that your target client for that offer is going to remain the same. There are premium price service providers, and when done right, they are marketing to the type of client who is a perfect fit for them. So again, going back to my other friend who I mentioned with the membership and the higher price VIP day. She's really marketing to two different people with those offers. So here's another example outside of the world of online business. BMW knows their target market and they know how to speak to them. They are not trying to attract someone that will be a hard sell or the wrong fit. Just like how Walmart is advertising low prices, not a luxurious shopping experience. So they also know who their target market is. And that is really that is really essential because again, this is where, um, I, I have, a, another episode on, um, affordability and accessibility and stuff, but you can, if you are selling a higher price offer, if you are selling a $5,000, uh, VIP day, a $10,000 coaching package, uh, you know, whatever the case is It is not out of alignment if you know who you are speaking to. Yes, if you are uh, trying to sell this massively overpriced thing, which this is really unfortunate. This happens all the time. I'd be willing to bet that probably every single person, unfortunately, listening has been burned at one time or another by something in the online space that seemed like such a really great offer and you dropped lots of money on it and then turned out to just be kind of meh right obviously none of us want to do that we don't we don't want to replicate those shitty systems of of business but it's okay to really understand who is going to get the most value from that offer, right? So my friend with that intensive, she knows she is speaking to very established entrepreneurs who are making money and can easily make more money. And to whom spending several thousand dollars on this intensive is really a a huge value for because what they do have is money. What they don't have is time, right? They, they don't have time to go through a six month uh, program that is going to be teaching them how to do what she is doing for them, right? So they're willing to leverage their, their money to have it take less time. So speaking of time, Consider your own time, right? How much time does it take you to deliver on an offer? Even if it's just an hour-long coaching call, how much prep time do you need before that call? How much time after that call do you need for note-taking or deliverables or anything else? And if this is an ongoing client, how much space holding is required in between? At a certain point, if you want to offer off some offers with lower price points, it's good to consider leveraging your time. So instead of lower cost one-to-one, do something that is one-to-many. There's a lot of different ways to do this. The My client with the courses for moms also charges thousands of dollars for private business coaching, but she can keep course costs low because of how her whole business And marketing strategy is structured where people start to burn out is giving too much of their own time for not enough money, right? So again, this is where going back to a $50 a month membership, depending on what the promise of it is. Cause I, I in fact know of one that I believe it's still $50 a month and it's fantastic. And I used to be in it and it is very much marketed in a way that is for, uh, it, it's almost like a, a paid community for established entrepreneurs, right? It's like a paid networking and support community. That makes a lot of sense. It's not necessarily something for people who have no clue how to make any money in their business and have to make sure they are getting the most bang for their for their buck, for their $50 month after month. Right. But a lot of times, if you are doing something that is low cost and takes a lot of your own time and it's marketed to the wrong type of person, you will end up spinning your wheels and absolutely exhausting yourself for not enough money. So last part to just kind of tie it all together is you don't need to serve everyone or feel guilty over your prices. If you know that you're like, okay, I I want to charge more and I'm going to make sure that the audience for this offer is aligned and the messaging is aligned and all of that. And it's a, a specific part of the niche that you Work with, right? So let's just say you're a business coach and you're like, oh, I want to do this thing that's specifically for people who are at six figures. Well, that's very different than an entrepreneur who is just starting out, right? So you don't need to serve everyone. You can niche down even further. You can have certain offers for certain subsets of your audience and you can price those accordingly. And you do not have to feel guilty over those prices, which I know is easier said than done. But this is especially true in that the world of uh, B2B, business to business, right? Because again, with B2C, sometimes depending on who your audience is, depending on what you do, I've worked with a lot of B2C uh, folks. And there, there is a sense of depending on what it is, where the pricing often not always does need to be a little bit a little bit lower but again it's really just about knowing your audience knowing your offer knowing the promise it delivers and the value behind that so there's often this notion in the world of B2B that you should have an offer for everyone at every level right that it should just be to be really smart you should have this offer stack that serves everyone at every point on their journey and I'm going to say this is a hard nope. It's your business and you get to decide. I have another friend who does uh, copywriting for six-figure course creators. So six six, and seven-figure course creators, right? I should say. So she does not work with beginners. She does not have a course for beginners. She does not have a group program for beginners. She doesn't have any like anything that is leveraged to a one-to-many model to, that would make sense to serve people earlier on. She literally is done for you. She only has like a handful of clients every year. And these are people who are like proven they, their course, when it launches brings in like at least six figures, if not seven every time right? It's a whole different type of person. And she really is not interested in teaching copywriting to earlier stage people. And you know what? That is okay. Because there are plenty of other people who do that. Also, you can change your mind, right? At any point, it's your business, you can change your mind. And there might be some people who miss out because of that. And that's okay, because you don't have to keep being everything to everyone. And also some people might need to save up to work with you. I've definitely had people or, or things like masterminds or things like that, where it's on my future list, right? I know that at some future date, I really want to hire this person to do this thing or, you know, to be part of this group or whatever. And it's just not something that is in the cards right now. And that's okay. Okay. But by keeping loving but firm boundaries around your time, that is going to really allow you to have that sustainably successful business. Personally, I no longer market to beginner entrepreneurs because what I found was not that I don't want beginners to succeed. Of course I do. But that lower level uh, stuff that I was teaching to beginners, like, oh, hey, you should have an opt-in. And here's how you set up your email list, and here's, you know, how to write your like work with me page and, and different things like that. That wasn't utilizing the strategic strengths of my brain. That isn't strategy. That's just like tactile. Best practices and they're important for sure. For sure, they are important. But where my brain thrives would be like for somebody who's already established and is like, okay, I'm thinking of offering this new service and I want to create an opt in that leads people to it. Can we brainstorm that? Yes. For me, that feels really fun and I can use those strategic strengths rather than having to explain what an opt-in is and why they're really good to have. Also, I just found time and again that for me personally, I was getting this weird, energetic, imbalanced feeling working with people who were really, really struggling to bring in money and didn't have much room to experiment in their business because they needed to be making money stat, right? It was this very like rushed, urgent energy that felt really unaligned to who I am and how I like to work. Because at the end of the day, business is an experiment, something that is a foolproof plan that works for one launch can totally flop in another because something else could be going on with your audience at that time or in the world at that time or with technology at that time or whatever. And something that is foolproof for one person time after time might not work for another person. Right. So it's a lot of experimentation. So if somebody was like, oh my gosh, I need to, uh, you know, be making money ASAP. And my rates felt really, you know, like a a stretch for them. It just, it all, I didn't like how it felt in my body. While I always say like, what, what other people spend money on is not our business. And it's really good to not get in other people's pockets and, you know, allow them to have agency over what they invest in as my rates kept increasing it just felt like that divide was too large for the work that we were doing it just it just didn't make sense so i had to make this decision which was honestly very a very difficult decision because i felt like i was disappointing people i felt like i was letting people down but i had to get rid of the offer that i had to that was more for serving like far earlier stage entrepreneurs, because while I loved it, when I had it, I had reached a point 15 months in, uh, to that offer where I was like, I just don't, I don't love, I don't love this anymore. Right. And I knew that there were people who still were waiting to work with me in that program. And I was like, I feel really bad because I'm taking this away and then I'm not going to have a lower priced way for them to work with me. Right. But at the end of the day, I had to do what was right to, for me. Right. I had to look at the big picture of my business and my revenue goals and my capacity and my, you know, expertise and my experience and the, uh, value I was delivering for my clients and the results they were getting and all of that. And I had to go, you know what? It doesn't make sense for me to be charging somebody a monthly rate for one-to-one coaching that is larger than what they can even like than what they're even bringing in in a month. Right. Especially because it's not like I'm selling these like get rich quick (laughs) schemes in my, in my business. Right. I'm not dangling that carrot of like, Oh, just sacrifice a little for now because it'll be worth it when you're At six figures in six months, like I'm not going to do that because nobody can promise that it would be super unethical. So the bottom line is we all have our own capacity that we bring to our businesses and our own revenue goals that are unique to us. If you want to sell your time for $50 an hour and only have 30 hours each week to run your entire business, but want to hit 10 K months, that math simply does not add up. If you did nothing, but client calls with every available hour of those 30 hours, you would only hit $6,000 a month in revenue. So here is a quick tip on what to do instead. Look at how much time you have in total, then how much of that time can go to your clients. So in other words, don't short yourself on things like business development, admin, marketing, et cetera. And then look at all of your offers and their costs like their the investment costs right for your clients how do they stack up in alignment with your goals just look at it the math does not lie if it's not enough what needs to change what's a higher priced offer you could have that gives a super clear result and who is most likely to invest in that result once you get that mix and messaging right It all becomes a lot easier. And if you feel like I don't even know who that person would be or anything, again, you can listen to my recent, uh, marketing messaging episode, but also maybe you're like, I don't, I really don't know any of those people, but I know people who are at, um, you know, maybe this level that's adjacent to me or they're, they're earlier on in the thing that, you know, they're doing that I can help them with. Right. I don't know the right people to sell a higher ticket, uh, offer to that's fine. But can you then, instead of doing a one-to-one lower ticket, can you do a one-to-many lower tickets? You can serve, uh, multiple people all at once and still more easily hit your goals. And then the last thing that I always do with my clients when we're talking about this is really getting that gut check, right? What is the price that you can confidently quote for that offer right now? And then just aside, is there an amount that you're going to sell before you raise the rate? Like, are you going to sell three and then you're going to come back to it and see if you need to adjust the rate? is it something you're going to offer for a time and then adjust the rate? Is it something that every time you deliver it, you're going to check in with yourself and adjust the rate or set a future date to do it, to check in with yourself? Either way, it has to be a price that you can confidently say. Now it might give you some butterflies in your stomach, especially that first time where you haven't yet proved to yourself that somebody will pay that price, right? Especially if you've raised your rate. But once once you got it. Once you got that first, yes, it gets a bit easier and easier, but it absolutely cannot be more a a price that is higher than what you can confidently quote, right? It just, it's, this is not, it's not going to feel good. It's not going to work. And that is just something that is important to consider. And if it takes you a while to keep raising your rates and everything, that's, it's okay. Like you're not, you're not broken, right? It's just all a matter of reassessing all of the parts and pieces, your capacity, your goals, what your offers are, who the offers are for, and your marketing message around them. And the one thing I want to leave you with is also, you cannot please everyone. You just can't. Someone will always think you are too expensive. Someone else might invest and want so much more beyond what you can even deliver with your offer, right? They they might have their own view in their mind of what $1,000 should get them, even though it was very clear, or what $97 a month for a membership would get them, even though the sales page was very clear, right? That was my person's, um, my, my friend's client, right. My good friend's client who she ended up like, uh, just canceling the other person's membership for her. She was investing a hundred dollars a month in an expert. And even though it very clearly stated on the sales page, what was included, she had this notion in her mind that it should be all of that. And then some, right. So my, my friend had to just make that decision to, go, yeah, no, I don't think you're a good fit. And I'm preemptively canceling this, right? There are even people out there. I have seen this again and again and again with my friends, my clients, people who do something for free, totally for free. And somebody complains, right? People are not even happy. Some people are not even happy with free stuff. You cannot please everyone. So instead of having that be your focus, instead focus on what is going to be sustainable and enjoyable for you, and what is going to make sense for your business and your clients and those offers that you create for them, right? And this is all a learning experience and a process. I'm pretty sure all of us have at one point or another, offered up something, thought it was a great price, felt really good about it, felt like it wasn't too high. And then we start delivering on the service and we go, dang it, I totally undercharged. And now I have to keep <laughs> delivering on this thing because i undercharged and I'm you know, gonna stay in integrity and I'm gonna deliver on what I promised and what they paid for. But now I know going forward that I will charge differently. So, there you have it. Again, I know this is, there's so much nuance here. There's just so much more, even that I could say. I know that this is a really um, challenging conversation a lot of times. Cause again, you know, when you have a good heart, like you don't want to leave people out, you don't want to disappoint people, you don't want to upset people, you don't want to get negative feedback about your pricing. But Just keep trying, keep adjusting. If you have questions, message me over on Instagram, Erica Tevins Consulting. If you love this episode, please share it with a friend. And I also love it when people share screenshots of them listening and post in their stories and tag me. It makes me super happy. And then I know who is listening and I can say hi to you over there on IG. And as always, happy selling. Just a second before you go, I realized I completely forgot to say something and it is totally aligned with what I was talking about in this episode in terms of if you are raising your rates, but you still want to serve a certain group of people, but that rate kind of doesn't make sense anymore, that you can always move to a one-to-many model instead of one-to-one and keep that price down and then have a a one-to-many offer that serves them. And so I realized in all of my talking about how I really don't do that super beginner stage business stuff anymore uh, in a one-to-one or group capacity. Um, I actually do have something for you though. So if you are newer to entrepreneurship or you know the online space, and you like my style, you like what I'm all about, uh, I actually have something for you. It is my flagship course called Sell It, Sister, same as this podcast. Actually, that course existed uh, almost a year before this podcast did, but it is a really, really, really great self-paced course for beginners. You can actually get through it really quick, and it comes with my other course, Conversations That Convert, as a bonus. So if you want to learn more, go and check it out at sellitsister.net. And also, if you are unsure, if if it's the right fit, feel free. You can send me a message through my website at ericatevins.com or on Instagram at Consulting. And if you're like, I'm actually not really sure uh, what I need and how I could potentially work with you, same thing. Just reach out and we can have a no pressure chat about it. Okay. Now for real, this is the end of the episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.